You are watching the vodka stream. What's happening, everybody? Wow, it's Friday. What is going on? It's all out there. How you doing? We made it. Made it another week. Yay. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I see people are starting to pile in. Ah, uh, you know, love doing these uh, double shows. They're always a lot of fun. Um, yes, should be a good show there, Eric. Eric Z. Yes. It's Infinity, yeah. Dave and Davis. What's going on there, Mr. Fear Jason? How you doing? Uh, Tehran, how you doing? Nice to see you. What's going on, darling? Uh, Dave, you are on thin ice with me. I think you know why. No, I don't. Not too sure why. Is it all? What, what, yeah, you're going to have to enlighten me about that. You have to let me know there, Matia. What's going on, Jason? How you doing? Good to see you, buddy. Hopefully everything's doing good. Yeah, first time live, and it's 2 a.m. over there in South Africa. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you showing up. Hopefully, uh, you yeah, know, should be a nice little discussion. Been wanting to talk to Eric for a while, so. Um, so, yeah, should be uh, should definitely be a good time and everything. So, hopefully, uh, as you can see, guys, I do have some new, uh, do have some new pops that have made, uh, that have made it to the, uh, the Film Junkie Lounge. As you can see, what? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Don't worry. <laughs> I see all the caps. See, it's okay there, Soup's Kenobi. That's mainly what the later show is going to be about. We're going to be talking. We'll talk about that, of course, with Eric. But, you know, we'll talk about um, that mainly on the later show. Let's see. On the Office Rewatch Trivia, why did Kevin use Jim's office? Crap. I'm trying to remember. Why did he use Jim's office? That was like in the, that was later on. I'm not sure. That's a good trivia question, though. Let's see. We got 11 a.m. 1 a.m. Where you're at? That's good. It's good. What's going on, Sco? How you doing? Oh, like I said, we'll be talking about it. We'll we'll talk about it. It's, I don't even think there's really much drama. It's just people noticing things. That's pretty much what it is. It's people noticing uh, things. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, I got a couple more pops right here, as you can see. Uh, got my, you know, like I said, I've always said Team Kong right here, always Team Kong. And then of course I got Homelander, saw him on the shelf, could not pass it up. And then, uh, I also got the penguin too, but I, I kept him down there and, uh, yeah. So a couple little added little bonuses, you know, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, man, the weekend's here, man. Like I said, you, you know, you guys know how I am when it comes to pre-gaming. Uh, when it comes to pre-gaming, I'm always doing it with the vino because I got to, when, when we get done here in between shows, I got to go make my, uh, my run. This bottle is literally just for decoration. <laughs> it's empty. It's empty, but, uh, you know, you know, you guys know how it is. So, but, uh, no, there's a lot of, th yeah. I mean, we, there's a lot of things to, uh, be discussed and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting week when it comes to all that. It's been an interesting week altogether. I mean. I mean, it was nice to actually actually go to the movies last night again, which was uh, been a while since because um, I have the the movie theater that I have over here. It's right around the corner. I haven't been there in like a year. And I think the last movie I saw there was The Way Back. You know, Ben Affleck's movie. I hadn't seen I haven't seen a movie since then over at this theater. So it was kind of cool to uh, to do that and of course you know it's it's connected to a mall so and there's a comic book shop in there so naturally i had to uh go in and make a couple purchases 
and uh, you know they do the three for three for twenty seven when it comes to the Funko Pops. So, so you know me can't pass up that. As soon as I saw, well, I wanted when, when I saw Kong, I was like, there was two versions of Kong, and then of course they had Godzilla too, and I was like, mm, should I get both? Then I saw Homelander, and then I went, you know what? And then I got the Penguin too, because you know I need to I need to finish up that Rogues Gallery when it comes to Batman. Funko Pops. I'm gonna fin finish up the Rogues Gallery. So, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get this show on the road here. All right, let's join the stream. Go ahead and bring my guest in. Like I said, I've been wanting to talk to this guy for a bit. Get to know him, pick his brain a little bit on everything that's going on right now and everything. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him in, Mr. Eric Davis. How you doing, sir? What's going on, man? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy that you uh, you joined. I know we've been wanting to uh, talk for a little bit, for a little bit, but I know being on the East Coast, it's always like a little bit of a struggle. So that's why I started going, okay, maybe I should do like little pregame shows and just like, you know, when it comes to interviews or our pre-recorded stuff and uh, it seemed to work out. So I appreciate you, uh, you dropping by, man. Without a doubt, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Drinking anything? I am. I'm drinking nice. a, a rum and uh, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, actually. Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a long day. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to to throwing one back and talking movies. There you go, man. That's what it's all about right there. I know it, it's definitely been an interesting week when it comes to a lot of things, which we'll get to and everything. But uh, cheers, sir. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sure, lounge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I always like a good rum and Coke, <laughs> even if it's Diet Coke. Um, but anyways, so Eric, um, basically, um, obviously, yeah, we will talk about your week. I kind of, I kind of want to know what, what, what exactly, why was it such a long week? Just a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I mean, what, you know, um, work is getting busy for me now, you know, okay. I, I work at Fandango, I'm managing editor over there. Yeah. Uh, I've spent about a year plus, um, kind of embedded in everything that's happening. You know, we also, part of our company, we own uh, Voodoo and Fandango Now, which are home entertainment, so you can buy and rent movies over there. And so I spent a lot of months kind of embedded in the home entertainment space, sort of really learning it uh, for the first time okay. uh, while everything, while theaters were, were they opening? Were they not opening? What was happening? Um, and so I've been kind of on that, path as well but now uh everything is kind of coming together for me so you know home entertainment is still trucking along and, and that's heating up now uh and now theaters are opening back up and big movies are on the way uh i feel like we're sort of in this like the appetizer stage like the cocktail hour of of summer movie season you know this week uh and next week uh there's some fun stuff and then I feel like there's a little bit of a breather on that May 21st week. Uh, and then it starts. And so yeah. I'm kind of, um, I'm, I'm, it's been a long week because I'm gearing up for yeah. um, what's, what's to come and what's to come is, is just big movies uh, every week. I know. Right. I know. I, I missed that. I mean, I, I went to the movies last night and watched uh, wrath of man and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's a small movie. It's nothing, anything, you know, that's, like huge, but I mean, it's still Guy Ritchie. It's still uh, Jason Statham. Enjoy, enjoyed the shit out of it. But just the fact that going to my local movie theater, like I just said at the beginning, I hadn't been there since I saw Ben Affleck's last movie, The Way Back. I mean, that was over a year ago. And it was just kind of nice to, 
go and smell that the, the stale popcorn scent and see the movie posters, you know, as I'm walking to the theater and everything. And uh, it was just it was just nice. But yeah, I mean, like you said, when it comes to the home entertainment stuff, I mean, since you're like pretty much in the thick of it when it comes to Fandango and all that stuff, I mean, seeing where things have gone in the past you know, year and a half now, I mean, it's been just pretty nuts. And I'm sure, I mean, being the fact that you've been in the business for a while and seeing that transition, I mean, it was, it was always about, it was always bound to happen, but I mean, it just got a violent shove into, Hey, we're going over here now to streaming and all this stuff. And, you know, sadly with this virus, but uh, I mean, how has it been for you? It's been wild. It yeah. has been an absolute roller coaster. I mean, this last year, you know, for people in my uh, in my business, uh, it's it's just been a crazy roller coaster. And you hear this word pivot. You know, you're constantly pivoting over here and you're pivoting over there, and you know. But some things happen that have never happened before. You know, like shortly after everything shut down, uh, you know, there was this the introduction of Pivod, which was like this premium VOD. And the first movie that tried that was this Trolls World Tour, which was an animated movie. Uh, but we jumped in, you know, and and sort of our team had to kind of help figure out and navigate how do you promote about this? How do you talk about this? How do you get people excited for this? And so it's been, um, you know, from there through, you know, from all of these different releases. And now we have a PVOD, we have a PEST, which is like a premium ownership. Then you have EST, which is just like, you know, own it for and then you have VOD, which is, uh, you know, rent it. Uh, and then you have theatrical. Yeah. And then you have SVOD, which is like subscription VOD, which would be like your Netflix yeah. and your Amazon. So there's all of these different terms that I've had to learn. I've had to study. I've had to figure out, you know, strategically where to go. And so like before the pandemic, I'm, I'm looking at a movie and maybe I'm really paying attention to it, you know, in the month until release and then release week. And then maybe there's a little bit of chase stuff you know chase week is what they call the week after a movie comes out and then i kind of say goodbye to it and i'm on to the next release but now i look at a film and i look at it all the way through you know it's it's entirety uh and so it, it's been interesting to kind of you know be with a film for that long um and to yeah. learn all of those different pieces and so i i've i've actually been it's been fun for me because um uh, I, it's, I, it's kind of a, just a new element to, to what I have never done this kind of stuff before. And so I've been in this, in this job for 15 years now, uh, to get a year like this was insane. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, it kind of drove me to, to, to get risky and to try things I've never done before and to learn about a side of the business I've never learned before. So it was cool for me. Yeah. I mean, and then just like, like you said, now it's almost like you, you could just stick with the film as opposed to just, all right weekend's over with now we're moving on to the next one now it's like you know when it comes to recent things where you're kind of going okay did the, the film do well now i mean we're in such new territory and i you know i keep saying this because everybody yeah. i mean obviously there was a you know a little bit of a big movie that came out that you know had a group of uh, uh characters with capes where we're kind of wondering well, yeah. what, what's going on with those numbers and you know everybody's trying to quantify like exactly you know was it a hit? I mean, I think we all know that it was a, definitely a hit. But, you know, when it comes to streaming now, and, and then, of course, you have the dual, dual releasing, it's like, okay, now we compare box office to streaming. And is like, are they going to release the numbers? Are they not? And then, I mean, when it comes to streaming services, they essentially don't really have to release the numbers unless they want to obviously go, oh, yeah, it did well or blah, blah, blah. But 
for the most part, when it comes to, I mean, Netflix movies or TV shows, if something gets canceled or whatever the hell, they never talk about the numbers. They just go, hey, it got canceled. Moving on. That's about it. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. They could write their own script, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 they, they have access to all of the data. And they mm-hmm. can spin it however they want to spin it, you know. And so uh, that's a luxury for a streaming service to kind of be able to say whatever they want to say about it, you know. Um, I, but I, I agree. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, did well uh, over there. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, but I think that they kind of can write that narrative however they want to do it. And it could have been amazing for them. But if they have other ulterior motives, uh, you know, they could hold that information back if they want to, they can do whatever they want. So, um, you know, we're kind of at the mercy of, of looking at some of these other outside companies that kind of track streaming data and whatnot. And, and that's really all you have to go to. Uh, we release, um, on, on Fandango, we release home entertainment revenue numbers every week. And so you can see based on revenue, um, what movies that are arriving in the home entertainment window are doing well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but streaming services are a different story and they, and they control the narrative there. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be like, well, you know, this many people, it was this many households. So compare that to like a, a ticket at the box office average. Then you go, you can't really, <laughs> you can't look at it like no, that. You I mean, can't, you can't. <laughs> everybody try. I mean, it's, it seems like everybody t- kind of tr- tries to do that. And I mean, I, I mean, when it, when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League, I mean, obviously, just a response from it was just huge. I mean, we got the restore the Snyderverse hashtag that you know blew up to over a hundred, a uh, hundred, uh, a million and five, one point five million. I mean, we know that a lot, a lot of people enjoyed it, and you know, sadly, it just kind of sucks when you have HBO Max. Obviously, they're like the new kid on the block. We want it to be successful. I enjoy the service. I enjoy what's on the service. A lot of stuff that I, you know, that I've uh, that that I'll just put on and just have it on in the background. But um, you know, it's still fairly new. And the fact that it's just in uh, in uh, the United States, I think that kind of hurts it a little bit when it comes to trying to determine whether things on there are doing well or whether the service is doing well. I know they always kind of combine it with like HBO all the other HBO services that can be around the world, but it's still pretty hard to just pinpoint exactly where they're at. I mean, with the investors um, day that happened, I mean, it sound numbers sound good, but then they also sound not that good. What was your like take on that when it came to like their numbers that they gave out for the first quarter? Well, I mean, I think everybody is sort of trying to navigate this world in a different way. Personally, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I subscribe to, to everyone because yeah. You know, even though my world is is usually theatrical releases, um, I I want to watch everything that is happening on Netflix and Amazon and Apple. I, I even have Discovery Plus. Like, if you got one, I I will subscribe to it because yeah. I I I am the kind of person that I want to see everything that everyone that is cord. doing at all times. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, I have cut the cord. So have um, I. But my my biggest uh, pain point there is my local sports. Uh, I am in New York. Uh, New York is a big sports town and New York sports is scattered all over the place in different (laughs) channels. And it is impossible. Like you can't just say, I'm going to subscribe to the New York sports package and I get all the games. So 
it's been difficult in that way, respect, but I'm, but if you're not a sports fan, it's glorious. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little screwed, but, uh, but I did cut the cord and I, and I do jump around to all these services and HBO max is actually on my top three. Like I really nice. like HBO max. Um, I love, I've always been an HBO fan uh, back in the eighties. My family was like one of the first to have cable. And I, 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 HBO was like the first channel I remember on cable because they had Fraggle Rock, which was like this show I was obsessed with as a kid, and it was only on HBO. And yeah. I remember we moved to a location that didn't have HBO, and I was like freaking out because I couldn't watch Fraggle Rock. But uh, I, I love HBO's pro; they've always done a good job. I also like Peacock. Um, a lot, not a lot of people talk about Peacock, but they do something oh, that man. others don't do because they have a whole channel guide, and yeah. so they have like. 24-hour Unsolved Mysteries channel that I, I geek out on, a Dateline channel. I love my true crime. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I've, I like HBO Max. I mean, in terms of their numbers, you know, I think everybody is kind of slowly ticking up, you know? It's it's hard to it's hard to quantify. You have Disney Plus, which is like 200 million, and Netflix is like whatever they're at, 250 million. I don't even know. Everybody, you know, mil- hundreds of millions. Um, you know, and then you have everybody else that's sort of slowly – ticking up and i think hbo max took a big swing by by saying we're going to release every warner brothers movie this year on in theaters and on hbo max um that was a big swing that they took but they thought that it would help you know get those subs up you know everybody's trying to catch up to the netflix and the disney plus everybody wants to be you know if you look at netflix Netflix is like your car insurance, right? Or your rent. Like you feel like you have to have it. It's like an electric bill Seriously. for a lot of people. And uh-huh. so everybody looks at Netflix and they say, we want to be that. We want to be your electric bill where, where no matter what, like you have to have Netflix and you have to have HBO. I think every streaming service is looking at the way that Netflix has been able to weave their way into everybody's life to be that bill that you're like, well, I got, I got to have Netflix, you know? And so how do I become that? And so I think everybody right now is just trying to figure out what the pieces, uh, what pieces they need to put in play in order to become that uh, ultimately. I think, I think the first thing, I think one of the things that they need to look at is they need to have some kind of slogan like Netflix and chill. There needs to be something else for everything else. Like, I don't know what it would be, HBO Max and relax. I don't know if it's something like that or, you know, Paramount Plus and is a must. I don't know. They just need to, I think they need to go, you know, start trying to look for slogans like Netflix and chill because, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's maybe. become like Google it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think you what, what I think they need, I think they need uh-huh. time. I oh, think yeah. they need to, they have a ton of IP. They yeah. got all of that DC nonsense. So right now what they need is they need time. They need time to develop these universes, develop these films that speak to the shows. Yes. You know, if you look at like Suicide Squad that's coming out this summer, and then you have James Gunn's Peacemaker series and you have the Batman and you have that Gotham PD. And so I think they just need time. They need like three years to start building that slate. You know, we've always talked about this when it comes to the superhero movies. Marvel was always first. They got to the Avengers first. They got to all of that stuff first. And again, they're getting to the Disney Plus series first. You know, they're going to have, you know, three. They may have like five or six of them out before Peacemaker or Gotham PD comes out on HBO Max. And so just the nature of the game that they're just, they're, they're moving at a faster speed when it comes to this stuff. But I think... HBO Max will get there in about three years 
Um, and we're going to be at a really interesting place where you're going to have all this stuff on the big screen. It's going to be talking to the stuff on the small screen. That's going to be talking back to the stuff on the big screen. And that's like a world that I've always kind of been fascinated with from like 10 years ago, knowing that that will happen eventually. And I feel like we're here. Um, and so I think we just need to give these uh, these these uh, subscription services just a little bit more time to develop yeah. develop their game. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think when it comes to all this, I mean, I, when was, when was, when was HBO Max launched? It hasn't even been a year yet, right? No, yeah. It's, no. It's, I think it was May or June or something like that. I can't even remember, but it was last summer ish, whatever the heck. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people need to take in is, is yes, time and patience, you know, and like, Nothing's going to be instant. Nothing. I mean, yeah, like you said, we're seeing a gra gradual like climb with these streaming services, which is good. You know, it's good to have options. Like I said, I don't have cable anymore. I'm in your boat, though. I mean, luckily right now it's baseball season. So I have my MLB TV and I can watch my Giants whenever the hell I want, which is great. But when it comes football time, that's where I go. Crap. Well, what am I going to do then? Uh, which I'll probably just maybe just uh, resubscribe to YouTube TV, which is what I usually do. But um, but yeah, it's all about like time and patience. We got to let, got to just got to let it just, Hey, like you said, I'm looking forward to, like you said, when it came to specifically when it comes to the Batman and, uh, the spinoff show, I'm kind of wondering how they're going to play that because then you hear rumors that maybe Pattinson will be a part of it. Jeffrey Wright seems like he's going to be a part of it. And you kind of, you're just getting more of the story. It's like, you go see the movie and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah. But then this, this, you know, Friday or yesterday, I don't know. I can go home and catch up on, uh, you know, the TV series that's part of it too. That's playing into it. I don't know if it's going to be playing in parallel with the movie, but it's just kind of nice that hey, if I wanted more of this world, I can go get it on my TV. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that too, like you are. Exactly, and I I think patience is is hard, right? It's a hard word for people right now because we're we we've become accustomed to getting everything like the minute that we want it. You know, yeah. even these movies that come out in theaters are now coming out on, you know, at home uh, sooner than than they used to because everybody's impatient. Everybody's like, I just, I just need everything right in my lap when I want it. You know, but yeah. then at the same time, you have to say to those people that are so used to getting everything when they want it as soon as they have it, uh, you have to say to them, but you know what? You have to give this aspect of it you know, two or three years, you have to let it grow. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's a battle that as fans, we have to kind of figure out ourselves. Like, how do we, how do we be patient? How do we not like go ballistic on a studio for not green lighting something that we want uh, just because it trends on Twitter? Yeah. You know, we have to say, you know what, they could be playing a long game here. And, yeah. and I don't think we play the long game as uh, enough anymore. I don't think we, we, we believe in the long game. And I'm somebody that very much believes in the long game as well as the short game, but I also believe in the long game. And I think we have to sort of have that patience um, and let things play out and then see how it goes and still stay invested in what you're invested in. Uh, but, but let things play themselves out. And then once all those chips are on the table, you can have a conversation. Slow play the hand, man. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, when it comes to, yeah, restore the Snyderverse, I know we all, you know, we're, and we'll have a big panel discussion about all this stuff that's <laughs> been happening lately. I mean, it, it is a little strange though. I mean, I wanted to get your take on, you know, you know, the weekend after Zack Snyder's just, first off, 
did you enjoy Zack Snyder's Justice League? I'm sure you did. I did. I did. Yeah. I, I was a, I, I was a fan of it. I really yeah. I really liked what he did with it. Um, I I was surprised, honestly. I was surprised at how different of a film it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I I loved some of the big changes that that he made. Um, and I, I, I was, I was in it. I was all in. I watched the whole thing. I, I watched it a few times. Um, I, I did, I spent an entire afternoon sort of going back and forth between the, the original theatrical version and, and this version to kind of see what was different. Um, and it's, it's wild. Like we've never really, we've never seen something like that in history. You know, we've seen director's cuts, um, We've seen like, you know, we've seen like Richard Donner add like his, yeah. what, what he was going to do with Superman 2 and what have you. But like the many Blade Runner cuts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But this was a different animal. And so <laughs> yeah. it was, it was wild to see. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy that he delivered what he wanted to deliver. Uh, and I'm excited, honestly, to see what he's doing with this army of the dead. It seems like Netflix was like, all right, if they're not going to let you do your universe and your franchise, come over here. Uh, and we'll let you do your universe and franchise. And I think it was very smart that he returned to those zombie roots because his Dawn of the Dead movie is fantastic. I think right? it's like one of his his best work. And so to put him back in that lane uh, and then say, you can have a universe, you can have a franchise, you want a sequel, you want two more, here you go. I think it was very was smart move by Netflix who want to continue to develop those IP. They want their own franchises. Uh, and so it was super smart. And I don't blame Zack Snyder for being like, I'm going to hang out here for a little bit uh, and do my thing over here, you know? And so um, yeah. more power to him. I know. I mean, like, and he's become such a household name now after all this. I mean, when release the Snyder cut was happening, I mean, that just built up and built up and built up to that, to the point where it became mainstream and people would just say, release the JJ cut, release the, yeah. the, the cat's butthole cut, you know, from Seth Rogen, <laughs> you know, he just, he, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's turned so mainstream. And then all of a sudden now that people actually enjoyed, Hey, wow, this justice movie was awesome. I'm never going to watch that thing that they released back in 2017 again. And now Netflix, I mean, uh, they're going to just basically, I mean, like you said, they just said, Hey, come over here. Let's see what you got. That sounds awesome. Oh, you want that too? That too? Cool. And he's loving it. And, you know, Warner Brothers is still, it's just kind of going, yeah, we're done with that, which is weird because now he's become, it's gotten to the point where it's almost like you hear Zack Snyder. Everybody just knows, oh, Zack Snyder. And, oh yeah, he's done these movies. Oh, he did that Justice League movie now that I like, like really like a lot. And, you know, there's not a lot of directors that reach where he's reached and it's almost like it, it, it's just very interesting to see that journey because, you know, for a while there, it just seemed like, oh, Zack Snyder, oh, that guy, uh, he makes those type of movies. And now it's just like, ah, Zack Snyder. Now I kind of want to see what else he's got. And like you said, with Army of the Dead, we're all, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. I love the fact that the marketing that they're doing for it. He seems like he's just ready to just go like, you know, full on with this uh, new universe. I mean, essentially we're getting a Snyderverse, not, not the DC Snyderverse, but we're getting a different Snyderverse. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's going to be something that's going to be pretty special. And I think I almost, you know, speaking of playing the long game, I almost want to, I almost am curious to see how Netflix plays their numbers when it comes to um, army of the dead and be like, is this, you know, if they're going to release, the numbers real quick and be like, this is our biggest movie ever theatrical, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then his Warner brothers going to go, okay, 
<laughs> I don't know what's going to exactly happen. I mean, it seems like Warner Brothers just kind of made up their minds. I don't know. What is your take on uh, that? I mean, I think there's a couple of different things there. Okay. I, I I don't think it's going to be Netflix's biggest movie ever, just because it's, so? it's, it's a zombie heist movie. Like it's, you know, if you look no. at stuff that's been really popular, you yeah. know, um, like the 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 chess the chess show um, that was Queen. super popular, yeah. Queen's yeah. Gambit. You know that that's something that's just really broad and appeals to adults and appeals to younger people. And you know, a zombie action movie isn't exactly you know your four quadrant yeah. super accessible movie. So uh, you know, if you're a Zack Snyder fan, I wouldn't expect you know Netflix to be like this is the greatest, this is the biggest movie ever. But that being said, they 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 you know they could definitely lean in if it's yeah. if it performs. Uh, above their expectations, and they will because they do do that. Um, I think it's interesting, and I, I completely think this was a Zack Snyder move that they're putting it in theaters exclusively for oh, one yeah. week in a lot of theaters. This, you know, uh, Netflix struck a deal with Cinemark, um, which is a, one of the big major chains in the United States, uh, and they've never done that. Netflix yeah. has never been able to have their movies play in an AMC, in a Regal, in a Cinemark. They always turned those... them down, right? They always said, no, we're not going to. Yeah, because they're not about the day and date. They're like, yeah. you're not, you want you could put your movie in our theater, but you got to wait 90 days yeah. uh, because that was the window. Now that window is, is shortening a bit. And I think we still need to kind of let the, the, the figures play out a bit because we're still kind of in this pandemic and things are slowly opening right now. Uh, maybe it'll be like 45, 50 days. Um, and then you have to say, you know, if is Netflix ever going to get to a place where they're okay with waiting 30 to 40 days to put a film um, to put a film onto onto Netflix. What kind of films would they do that for? Maybe a big blockbuster, maybe a big awards contender. You know, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman was in theaters for 30 days before it was on Netflix. So there's a lot of different moves that they can make there. Uh, in terms of Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder, I mean, all of those stories are out. They're all public. It was a contentious relationship. A lot of things happened. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's running back there, and I don't necessarily know if they're running back to him. They have their slate. Uh, they have their DC stuff that they're working on. Uh, I'm excited about it, and I'll be honest with you, uh, and this might be a controversial opinion for your audience, but I am uh -oh. a fan of, like it. Of, of multiple filmmakers tackling these characters. I, I am not a fan of giving Zack Snyder the keys to everything moving forward. I am a fan of of getting this filmmaker and that filmmaker and this filmmaker and seeing how they approach a character and how they approach a character. Like Matt Reeves, I think is brilliant. I oh, think yeah. what he did with those Apes movies was Jeez brilliant. Christ. And I God. think he's he's going to do some crazy things with Batman. Oh, I yeah. think it's going to be awesome. And I'm hyped about that. You know, and so I'm excited that we're going to get that. I'm excited that Andy Muschietti is going to do a flash movie because I think he's an exciting filmmaker. And so I I'm about that, you know? Yeah. Would I like to see Zach's crazy post-apocalyptic <laughs> maniac justice league? Sure. And I think a few years from now, we'll probably get that because they're going to run out of stories. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, I am, I am somebody who is personally in favor of multiple visions multiple directors getting their take and so uh so that's where i'm gonna gonna lean into and 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 i'm looking forward to what what well, dc is i mean playing. i mean i think zach's like that too i mean he was he, he was all just i'm gonna do the justice League movies everybody else you could take these characters do what you want 
well, I'll set some foundation, do what you want. And, that, and I think that's what his mindset was always about. You know, James Wan, you know, Aquaman, pa Patty Jenkins, do Wonder Woman. And then, you know, whoever's going to, you know, do Flash. Thankfully, now we have S uh, Andy Muschietti that's going to be doing the Flash. I think he always, I mean, his whole thing was just like, okay, I got this, I mapped out this five-part story that was essentially for Superman. It's like, we're going to show the Superman journey that goes into the Justice League, but we're also going to set some foundations. You know, I'm going to put the Adam, I'm going to put Ryan Choi in there. I'm going to establish like a lot of these characters and then we're, you know, hey, filmmakers, do your thing. So I think he's always wanted to do that. Um, but yeah, when it comes to now, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, the multiverse element, it just seems like when it comes to Warner Brothers, yeah, I mean, they talk about having a plan, and yeah, the Batman looks great. I'm looking forward to Black Adam. Uh, the Flash, I've always been a Flash fan. It's hard not to be excited about it, even though, you know, the controversial elements behind it. Um, but do you think, like, Warner Brothers, do you think, like, uh, when it comes when they talk about the multiverse plan, do you think they really have, like, a nailed-down plan, or do you think they're just kind of still going trying to figure it out? Uh, I, I don't know. Because yeah. I don't know what their plan is. I, you know, I'm not one of these. Nobody, uh, yeah. I'm not one of these like scoopsters. Like I'm not yeah. somebody that got people embedded on sets and and I'm reading scripts. Like that, that's just not my lane. Like I don't yeah. I don't care um, about about that stuff. And personally, I don't want to know uh, yeah. until I need to know. And so, uh, you know, I, look. I mean, it's they they were there some bad decisions that were made along the way. I'm sure there were. You know. Uh, <laughs> because of all of the, the Michigas that happened. Um, Zach, you know, it, Zack Snyder also suffered a horrific family tragedy in the midst of all of this madness. Great. And that threw its own wrench into the whole situation. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I, I think that they have a plan um, and I think they have some really talented filmmakers um, on board. Um, and so I think we just, I think even different, you know, what I like about what DC is doing is that they're not sticking to like one specific like narrative, like the MCU is kind of yeah. like, you're on this one path and everything touches that path. You know, DC is like, this is going to be in this universe. This is going to be its own thing. Joker is going to be like some R rated, you know, awards play. And they're just kind of, they're kind of throwing darts at the wall right now. And some of those darts are going to miss and some of them are going to be like, Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't think that that could be something that, that could come out of this. And so Warner brothers is always a studio that takes big swings. Oh, that's yeah. what I've always respected about them. You know, no, no other studio is making freaking Mad Max Fury road, you know, <laughs> years after the last Mad, like nobody's going to do that, you know, but they will take that. Nobody's making blade runner 2049. I'll be honest with you. No, no, no other studio will make that movie. And so I give, you know, nobody's going to make freaking Dune. You know, nobody's <laughs> going to make that movie. You know, yeah. so I've always given Warner Brothers the credit for taking those big swings and investing in filmmakers. Um, am I a little bit sour on this move that they made this year, bringing all of these films to HBO Max? I am, because okay. I think that those filmmakers uh, intended those films to be in theaters. And so at least they will be in theaters. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always credited them for taking those swings and, and I, I, I see a lot of hate from Warner brothers, but I am not one of those guys because I've always believed in that studio. And I think that they, they take the kinds of risks that other studios would never even go near. Uh, and I, I value them for that. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, the fandom and stuff, I think we're just, 
it's just everything that's happened when it comes to this whole situation. That's why we're kind of like going, what in the, the F are you guys doing over there? And, you know, hopefully they, they, they do have some kind of plan. I mean, obviously it's easy to just go, Hey, uh, sorry. I got a little action over here. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, what? Yeah, is yeah, on? yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I was like, is that you giggling, Eric? No. Yeah, um, it's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, no, but hi. like, uh, hi. <laughs> All right. Thank friend. you. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. It's beauty about live stream right there. When when they know dad's on a live stream, they, yeah. they like to torture me a little bit. Of course. Sorry about that. Of course. It is no, no, no. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, no, but like um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to all that, and like you said, when it, when you know the filmmakers, of course, want the, the the films to be in the movie theaters, like yeah. But I think it was a good alternative for the time being. Like yeah, you know, they they need to release it somewhere as well yeah. as theaters, and hopefully, people will just want to get out of their goddamn houses because shit. Uh, I mean, the first time I was able to just like, hey, what? The theaters are opening in California. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you're in New York. You know what it's like. I mean, we were all just tightly locked down. Um, as soon as I was able to do that, and I, you know, I went and saw nobody, and I just it was it was great. It was on a Friday uh, morning, and it was it was a beautiful day, Eric. That's for damn sure. It was a beautiful yeah. day. I don't, what it's was awesome. the last, what was the last movie you saw in the movie theater? Uh, well, I've been going back to see some of the stuff that's coming out soon so that I can't talk about yet. So I have on the big screen. Um, but you know, I, I saw, what did I see recently? Um, I, was it, was it, um, I'm just trying to think of, of the films that I've seen and what I, what I can say that I've seen. Um, but I, 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 I watched, um, <laughs> I watched that new Spiral movie, but I don't think I could talk about that. Oh, song that comes out next week. Um, Those Who Wish Me Dead, I've seen that. That comes out next week. Um, uh, well, God, all right, Godzilla versus Kong. All right, okay. so I saw that in theaters. And one thing that I really noticed was the sound. And I don't know Whoa. if that was like the first thing that you noticed when you were back at, at a movie theater. Like I just. I was overwhelmed by the sound. And this right. happened to Tenet too. I went to see Tenet like in August. So did I. I had to yeah. drive like two hours because yeah, I drove to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sat there and I was just, holy crap, the sound. You know, and you forget, you know, when you watch so many movies on your TV at home. And some people have awesome sound systems. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I just have it. my TV. Yeah. And um, and I was just sitting there and like my chair was vibrating. And I was like, man, I was like, this is why like watching a movie in a movie theater like amplifies your experience. It's just because the sound is coming at you, yeah. you know. And so that was the first thing that I noticed when I went back. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but I've, I've been back, you know, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. So I've, I've seen Godzilla, nobody. Mortal Kombat, yeah, um, and then I've seen some stuff that's coming out too. In the Heights uh, is fantastic. I, I'm a big, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm a big yeah. musical guy. So that's the sound and and the music in that is is really great. So, so yeah, I mean, um, I'm excited that that theaters are opening, and I'm excited that there's a ton coming out. Quiet Place Part Two is also oh. really good. Um, oh, you saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I saw that when I that was the last movie I saw. <laughs> before everything shut down literally i yeah. I, wow. I saw quiet place part two i interviewed all of them yeah. uh, the whole cast and i remember krasinski 
Uh, this is like March 6th, 2020. Holy shit. I, I, I saw John Krasinski and I know him. And uh -huh. he and, and we came up to each other and he's like, oh, I don't I don't think we're allowed to shake hands. Like, I don't think we're allowed to touch it. And we had this really weird, like, yeah. <laughs> I went to shake his hand and it was like a stiff hand. And I'm yeah. like, this is so weird. And he's like, this is really weird. Um, and then like, down and here we are so uh i did see that film and it's 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 good it's a worthy sequel without a doubt it's it's a worthy sequel um Thank and God, i would, I would highly yeah highly suggest it because that was i think when, when did the first one come out 2018 i want to say 2018 right was it the first one i can never remember yeah. whatever, whatever year it came out i mean i deem i deemed that my favorite movie of the year just because i just loved how you know, it was a fresh idea. It kind of had, it gave me elements of like signs mixed with tremors, which, you know, tremors is just one of my all time favorite, you know, kind of, you know, movies like that horror, horror comedy. I mean, it's more of a horror comedy, but still had a sense of that too, because of course the sound and everything. So I absolutely loved it. And then I was going, okay, so what are they going to do with part two? I mean, obviously when the first trailer came out, I went, okay, how do you put John Krasinski in it? Oh, you show day one. Smart. Yeah. I mean, immediately, I mean, that, that, that first trailer that came out where they're driving and then shit just goes down and then she has to back and it's all like a one shot. I was blo I was like, okay, this movie's going to work. They made it, they, they somehow made it work. And then even with the last trailer, which was kind of weird because when I saw Wrath of Man last night, they showed the first trailer as opposed to the new trailer on that. Mm. I, was, I was a little confused by that. I was like, why did they show the new trailer? Even though I was like, oh no, I like this trailer better because of that opening shot. But uh, thank, I'm, I'm just glad that you said that because I was kind of wondering, I'm like, is it going to work? Because sometimes, you know, I mean, especially when they when there's talks about a new uh, a Joker sequel, I kind of go, that movie seemed like it was just a one off story. I don't know how you. I, feel don't, about I don't know what that is. I yeah. honestly, I don't know what I don't know what he's what he's going to do with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't make sense. No idea. Yeah, and it kind it kind of upsets me that they're trying to make a sequel to that because they shouldn't. They no. shouldn't. They, they really should've. shouldn't. It seems like a one off story, and they have other characters i mean even todd phillips has even said hey i pitched like three other characters that they could do in a style like this this whole black label thing i'm like yes there's a whole rogues gallery that batman has that you could do and then you can even go into other heroes i mean obviously a lot every when people were talking about another movie like this immediately everyone went oh you could do a lex luthor movie like you know in a style of this that's totally off you know not totally legit to the source material and it could really work. There's like, I, I always said they could do a scarecrow and just call it like Crane and talk about Professor Crane and his infatuation with fear and make it like a horror movie or something like that. There's so many ideas they could do. And I don't think a Joker 2 is the way to go. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I want to see a Batman versus Joker movie. That's something yeah. that I do want to see. Um, I, it, it kind of, I'm a little bit bewildered by the fact that we got the the Dark Knight, which is like one of the great superhero movies of all time, which is a Batman versus Joker movie, and like Hollywood has not returned to that all since then. Like it boggles my mind a little bit that yeah. we have not had a Batman versus Joker movie since then. Um, that's what I think we need. Do we need another Joker solo film? No, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't even know how they would do it. Um, I, 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 my my feelings of that film is that. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character dies when he puts himself in the fridge. Uh, if you remember that scene when he locks himself mm. in the refrigerator, mm -hmm. I don't. I, I don't think he ever came out of that refrigerator. I think everything mm. else that comes after that is a fever dream. 
Um, because if you look at the, if you look at, I've studied this, and I actually said this to Todd Phillips because I interviewed him a few times. Oh, and shit. I told him my theory, and he kind of laughed. He laughed. <laughs> but my theory is that he goes into that refrigerator. Uh, and in the 80s, a lot of kids died. A lot of people locked themselves in those refrigerators died, because yeah. there's no way to come out. Yeah. And so, you know, the moment, the next scene, after he locks himself in the refrigerator, he gets the voicemail on the machine. We want you on the show. And like everything starts falling in his lap. Everything that he had fantasized about begins to, to happen and come true. And so wow. that's why I think he locks himself in that refrigerator. He has this fantasy of himself sort of going on the show, being that hero, kind of everybody rallying and loving him. And he has that fantasy as he's dying. And so I don't ever think he, he survives that film. Um, but yeah. I guess they could say that he does and uh, goes on to become Joker. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, like, I think like the only idea I had was like, well, maybe there's a, a patient in the that hospital or whatever that that, that is a uh, it's a art like somehow they introduce a Harleen Quinzel. I don't know if that would be possible. That would probably wouldn't work either. Yeah, there's just so many things where I, I've thought about it. I'm like how would that exactly work? Like he breaks out and then just, it just seemed like such a one-off story. And I thought it was very well done, even how they incorporated, you know, um, the Waynes getting killed again. It was just kind of funny because I remember leading up to that and there was like a, a shot of like, oh yeah, there's a theater and yeah, the Waynes are there. You guys, we all know what happens when that happens, you know? So, and everyone's kind of going, really going to show the Wayne murder again? It's like, yeah, they did, but it was different. It was different. They, they, there was a little bit of a twist on it and I actually thought it was great. And I'm kind of going, okay, so then how do you capitalize on that and just do a sequel? Are you going to, is it going to be years later? And then you're all of a sudden you're going to try to incorporate Batman. And then it's just going to get into that, it's just gonna lose. It's gonna make the the original film lose yeah. something, like lose a lot, because yeah. it was just like this, you know, contained one-off story. And if you start going, oh, let's like expand on it, and then let's really get Batman in there, it's like, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. You know, no. I, my theory, my, the theory I had was I thought that little Bruce, you know, after his parents got killed, he turned in to uh, Arthur Fleck. And he was just him, just like he was all like messed up in the head because when they first meet each other, you know, uh, it seemed like it was very easy for, you know, Arthur to get to get access to Bruce. And they were wearing similar color schemes in their clothes. And I'm like, maybe like something's going on there with like, you know, imaginary stuff. I don't know. That was my theory was actually Arthur Fleck was like a grown up Bruce Wayne who lost his mind or something like that. It was yeah, very awkward. Yeah. But you know what? But that's what's that is what I like about that film is that exactly. it's so open to interpretation yes. that as soon as you create a sequel to that film, you define the original. Yes. And 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 that is like I like to believe that he 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 died in that refrigerator yeah. and he never made it out. But as soon as there's a sequel with Joaquin Phoenix, you've already squashed that theory. You you've yeah. defined that first film for me. Uh and I think the brilliance of it is that. It is so open to interpretation. And once you create a follow-up, you you completely lose all of that interpretation because the follow-up tells you exactly what that first movie was. Um, and so I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not no, a favor it would of be, it. it. It would be like uh, doing a sequel to Inception and be like, oh, so the top did fall over or it didn't or something like that. It's like Christopher Nolan left it open for you to figure out, is he dreaming or is he not? We don't yeah. we see it jiggle and then it just goes to black. If they made a sequel to Inception... Then we'd find out, oh, 
it was a dream or not. It just totally wipes out that discussion that, no, you, we don't, we, we don't want, no, fuck that, man. <laughs> I yeah. mean, for, fortunately for Inception, but unfortunately for Joker, Inception did not make a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, and so yeah. the Joker did. And whenever you have a film that makes a billion dollars worldwide at the box office, uh, you're screwed. Because yeah. you have great, great Todd Phillips and that gang had a great payday, I'm sure. But oh, now yeah. Hollywood's going to be like, you got to give us another one of those. You got to give us two more of those. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to turn down those paychecks. I don't blame yeah, them. No, I, I'd be like, all right, I'll figure it out. I don't care. Give me another paycheck. See, you know. So yeah. And but the, the yeah. I and mean, then I look at like uh, the Hangover trilogy. I mean, obviously when he came with the Hangover, uh, it was a huge smash hit. You know, it's just like, hey, this movie about a couple of guys who go to Vegas and, um, and you know, they have this adventure. Then it's like, okay, it was huge hit. Make another one. What does he do? He basically just goes, let's take this uh, the the formula, the first one, but we're gonna put it in a different location with different kind of shit that happens. And yeah, that's pretty. And then it just kind of, yeah, it works, but it didn't really work. You know, when you watch like the entire, I mean, the first one is always going to be like an iconic and just uh, uh, a, a crowd favorite. Then you're going to get to the sequels. It kind of just goes, okay, yeah, we like these characters, but, you know, there wasn't really anything too fresh that that came, like especially with the second one, because it was pretty much a carbon copy. You know, you had the phone call, but oh yeah, it takes place in Hong Kong this time. And that's what I worry about if like they do like a Joker sequels like they do all right well this kind of worked so let's try to implement that but with different stuff and and yeah and like you said it's just going to take all the the lure and all the uh the, the what was special about the first one away yeah yeah, yeah it's hard the, the hardest sequel to make is the comedy sequel that's the oh, hardest yeah. sequel to make Jesus and, Christ. and and it's not just the hangover two that feels like a carbon copy of the first one like most comedy sequels uh will just repeat the formula of that first movie and just kind of spin it and just like they're in Hawaii this time, but it's the same movie. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just the heart, the hardest film to pull off is the comedy sequel. And anybody that can pull off a successful comedy sequel that feels different, but still honors the first one, like they've won, they've won Hollywood because that is the hardest sequel uh, to maneuver around. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, like what, what comedy sequels have ever like achieved that i don't think that's ever been done really i mean you think yeah. about like your classic you know you're, you're dumb and dumber they do a sequel 20 years later it was well they did a prequel and it was like all right you tried <laughs> Good yeah, enough. yeah you had some actors that could act like the characters cool and then you had some gross out humor sweet and then 20 years later you bring the characters back yeah i love to see them again but this this story is just dog shit <laughs> i mean yeah, i did not I mean, enjoy it yeah I, you know, like some of the, I mean, it's an action comedy, but I think Beverly Hills Cop 2 okay, uh, yeah. is, is, is awesome. Uh, yeah, somebody, <laughs> Cat, in the Cat, chat, somebody in the chat said uh, 22 Jump Street was, you know, 22 not, Jump yeah. Street. Yeah. I mean, but that's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. You know, anything yeah. that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved in, uh, I, I think those guys are brilliant. Uh, are. I, I got to spend a lot of time with them when they were uh, rolling out into the Spider-Verse. Um, and I, I just think they, they are very brilliant, creative minds and they oh, know yeah. how to, how to take something like a freaking Lego movie and turn it into, uh, something that's super entertaining for like all ages. And same with 21 jump street, you know, yeah. cloudy with a chance of meatballs, uh, <laughs> in, 
Spider Verse. Like they really, even their new one, the Mitchells versus the Machines. They're just very. I watched that yet? I need to watch that. Yeah. They they are the smartest. Uh, I think writers, creators in Hollywood. That's why I was super bummed about the Han Solo thing with them. Um, I mean, I never, I never thought that that was going to be a smart play for them because Lucasfilm is so, is so tight that like they, they like to kind of get creative and get risky and go in wild directions. And Han Solo is like the most legendary of Star Wars characters, and so I could, I, I saw that budding of heads happening uh, before it happened, uh, yeah. but. That does not mean that. I mean, then they came off of that, and and they they licked their wounds pretty fast because they won an Oscar for Into the Spider Verse. So, um, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant creative minds. Uh, yeah, love everything they do in animation. These guys are like pushing the boundaries of animation like nobody has in years. So, I you can't get me to talk, say enough good things about those two, and I I can't wait to see everything that they do moving forward. I know, like. When, when they were brought on to do Flash, I mean, I was kind of going, okay, I mean, that's a good team to bring on if you're going to, you know, try to tempt this Flash movie. Because like you said, I mean, they, they made me, they made everybody a fan of like Legos again at one point. And then what they did with uh, Spideyverse, I mean, Jesus Christ, the fact that the animation style was like that old comic booky style that was 3D. I mean, that was such a smart move to make the style of animation that, I mean, that's, Essentially, when they decided to do that and how pretty it looked, that, that that won the Academy Award right there. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to put a good story in here. But the fact that they chose that, that kind of animation that's never been seen before, it, it automatically, I think, was like, all right, you got an Oscar nom just for that alone. And I cannot wait for the sequel. Jace. Yeah, hey, okay, hey, give, them, give them credit for doing multiverse before everybody else did it. Exactly. And, and, and knocking it out of the freaking park, too. So give them credit for I mean, that. Yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to the new spider, Spidey, Spider-Man, I mean, I, I don't know what you've heard. I don't know if like, you know, down your drink and tell me, is Andrew Garfield <laughs> in it? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it seems like all of these guys are in it. Um, yeah. It seems like that's, this is what they're doing. I, but I wouldn't expect it to be a big, uh, a, a long, extensive part of the film. It feels like. It feels like a like a like a third act. It feels like or 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 a mid second act into third act of like, uh, you know, Holland's going to be on his journey, and then all of a sudden this thing's going to happen, and it's going to pull in this one, and it's going to pull in that one, and their villain, and their villain, and then you're going to have these three guys trying to figure out what the hell's happening and having to defeat, you know, and that's your finale. That's kind of what it feels like it will be. But I mm -hmm. mean, look, they're not going to show their, those cards. They're going to tell these guys, I don't care, lie your face off because they're not ready. They're not ready to roll that out yet. We yeah. have to see Black Widow. We have to see Shang-Chi. We have to see Eternals. Um, I think Venom is going to play a role into it too. Um, yeah. And so all of those movies have to come out. Um, and then when they want to show their cards, they will show their cards the way they want to do them. So until that time, we can say, I think they're in it, or I don't think they're in it, or look at what he said. He says they're not in it. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to speculate. I mean, that's what all of us do. You know, I mean, I brought it up we, I, I, uh, on uh, one of my shows earlier this week. We, you know, we watched the, the interviews with Andrew Garfield. I mean, he seems like he's having fun with it, to be honest. He seems like when people ask him, he just like, he's got this big smile on his face and he's just like coming up with all these uh excuses you know with the whole werewolf thing and 
you know, he, he talks about it and it's just kind of, we all kind of look at him and go, we think you're in it, man, but it's okay. We'll, we'll let you have that. It's, it's good. And you know what, for the most part, I, I like, I, I think into the Spideyverse really started something when it came to the multiverse thing, because, uh, you know, what they did with that was just so great. And, and they, you know, even, uh, I think, um, Lord and, um, uh, Miller even talked about how they had the ideas of bringing in the old Spideys, you know, you, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to do voices like that. That was always on the table. I think when they were just going, what can we do here when it comes to this, they had, Every all everything laid out and went okay. We have a lot we can do, and I mean, there's they there was even uh, the original voice of the ninety the ninety Spider Man. Apparently, he's gonna maybe have a voice in into the Spidey Verse too. You know, and I'm like, that's awesome because everybody recognizes that voice. I I mean, when I when I think Spider Man, I hear that voice still because I watched the cartoons like crazy when I was a kid. You know, and that's gonna be exciting to see or hear. I, I just think it's cool that we have an animated version of Spider-Man and a live action version of Spider-Man that are both like thriving. Yeah. Um, and, and no other character really has that, right? You have Batman has his animated movies and, and, and those have their fans, but not, they're not the big screen. They're not theatrical no. releases. And so to have Spider-Man sort of balancing between animated and live action and to have us sort of like, anticipating both of those yeah. like the same um I, I, like like you gotta give them a round of freaking applause for accomplishing that um yeah. you know like like good good job sony for you know everybody talks about disney and fox and and warner brothers yeah. but like sony quietly made spider-man like awesome <laughs> like the best like character of all of them <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of did. They can I mean, especially when it came to, you know, the negotiations with Marvel Studios and Disney. I thought Sony actually did a pretty good job of handling that because for a while there it was like, wait, what was happening? And then all of a sudden when the deal was made and it was like, okay, this is the way it's gonna be, it was almost like, all right, everybody kind of gave a little golf clap to Sony, like, good job. You play you slow played your hand. You knew exactly because I mean, I mean, Spider-Man's when when they talk about what is the top you know, like uh, a product that's, you know, when they talk about Coca-Cola and, you know, all this stuff, Spider-Man and Batman are like up there when it comes to these products, you know, when it comes to, pro I think Spider-Man's even on top of Batman, which is what's crazy to think about, but it's true. And the fact that they're nailing it, um, I mean, you know, I, I have my reservations about what um mcu's done with like spider-man the, the 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 solo movies there's things i like and things i don't like and i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do because at the end of um far from home i thought okay now we're getting to this territory where peter's by himself this is feeling more like hey big city it's not just small and he's not you know tony stark's not going to just be looming over his shoulder this time I'm really actually looking forward to seeing what they do. And then when there's this whole multiverse and Spideyverse thing, I went, okay. I mean, that's fine by me too. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to balance that out. Is this movie going to be like four hours long? Who knows? Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do with it. Very excited about that. And, and the Dr. Strange movie too, that's coming yeah. out just like three months after this one. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. I mean, I'm I am most curious to see not just how they separate it from Into the Spider Verse, but then also, like, how are they going to weave? Like, is Venom and Morbius? Yeah. Are these movies going to include Tom Holland? Are they going to? How are they going to start their own universe? Sony, I'm speaking about over here. 
while Tom Holland is over here. And like, how are they going to juggle that? And how is Marvel Studios going to factor into that? You know, like if Venom 2 wants to use Tom Holland or they want to use the storyline from the end of Far From Home, which it seems like they are, um, how does that work? So I'm, I'm really interested in that because there is no deal for Venom to be in the MCU, or at least we don't know of any deal for that. So um, I'm curious to see how they balance that and does it make sense and does it feel right across the board? Um, That's what I'm most curious about. And hopefully we'll get a trailer from Venom soon and we'll get a, a, get a taste of what they have planned there. Um, That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, I want to see what he has to offer when it comes to that character. That's what I'm really looking forward to is like, you know, because we, we all know many films. He has it. But I mean, when it comes to, I mean, like going back to when we were raving about Matt Reeves and what he did with the apes, I mean, partially it was Andy Serkis that was like there, his right-hand man, you know, motion cap king who acted his ass off, should have been nominated, I think, for some awards when it came to playing Caesar. I mean, even though it was all mocap, I mean, first off, the, the visual effects look flawless when you watch those movies. And but then his performance was so fucking fantastic. And then now to for him to get behind the camera and then the fact that, you know, Venom, I guess you could say, you know, it's obviously he's full on CGI character. There is some uh, mocap involved with it. So I'm just like, oh, please just show me something. And I know we're supposed to get something soon. I don't know if you have any in, intel on uh, when we're going to get that Venom trailer <laughs> with any of the new I movies. Can't, I can't talk ah. about it. Can't talk about any of the intel that I have. I can't talk about publicly know, on, on freaking YouTube. <laughs> I know, uh, or else, or else I'll be in trouble. But hopefully, it comes soon. Let's just say that. Okay, but have you seen? You haven't seen. Haven't I? No, I haven't okay. seen any trailer. I haven't seen any footage from Venom oh, okay. Two. I haven't seen Venom Two. All right. uh, I have seen other films that are coming out in September, yeah. but Venom Two is not one of them. Okay. And uh, before we wrap it up here, like, uh, what movie? What movie in particular are you that you have not seen? that you're really looking forward to. Um, and I guess in the next couple of years, because I know you just like, you tweeted out like a big, huge list of movies that are coming out. Uh, which one sticks out for you the most? Uh, I got, I mean, you know, I'm a superhero nerd. So the, yeah. the superhero movies stick out. I'm really curious to see what James Gunn does with an R rated suicide squad movie that really piques my interest. I'm a big fan of James. I'm a big fan of those guardians films. And, uh, and to see him sort of get to play in that R-rated sandbox mm-hmm. uh, with Suicide Squad, uh, which I think that first Suicide Squad should have also done, um, it's going to be interesting. Can can he kind of course correct that franchise uh, and deliver something that's just ridiculously and unexpected and fun and and balls out? Like that's what I'm looking forward to there. And again, that's how DC separates itself from Marvel is that they can take those swings. They can be like, this one's going to be R rated and it's going to be completely maniacal. Uh, They can do that. Marvel can't really. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know? Yeah. I mean, Shang-Chi looks really great. Curious about black widow eternals. I'm curious about, um, you know, when it comes to other films that aren't superhero movie related, uh, you know, Top Gun Maverick, um, I'm, I'm interested in Dune, yeah. I think, looks, you know, looks bizarre and, uh, and really, really great. 
Uh, James Wan has an original horror movie in September that we know nothing yeah. about. Malignant. I'm yeah. To that. Even the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, yes. sure. Sure. I want to see Bill Murray <laughs> holding a proton pack again. So, sure. I yeah. will uh, I will sign up for that one. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and then there's a new P.T. Anderson movie on the way. There's a Wes Anderson movie on the way. There's right. another Edgar Wright movie, Last Night in Soho, yeah. which looks freaky that I want to see. So, I mean, there's just so much stuff. Not just the stuff that's been postponed, but then you have everything that was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, and it's all like living together. And I just feel like every week there's like, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, Memorial Day forward uh, to see what happens and to see if if all of these movies kind of you know, re-energizes our love of movie going and our love of movie theaters. And I hope it does. I believe that it will. And um, I'm just happy to kind of get back to that, to that summer movie season and, uh, yeah. and to go on that ride with everyone. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, just the fact that, I mean, now, I mean, when it came to Wrath of Man, I, I went, oh, wait, that's coming out. Wait, shit. I should look at my Fandango. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it's playing right there. And I'm like, I totally forgot. Like, this is what I used to do weekly is what's playing, you know, Thursday, first showing. What am I going to go watch? And just to be back doing that where, you know, next week I'm going to – I got the – my theater is also playing uh, the week early for Army of the Dead, so I get to watch oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I don't have a theater near me that's playing oh, it. Man. And I'm super bummed about it because I yeah. want to go watch it in a theater. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched that film yet either. Uh, I, okay. didn't, I, don't, I didn't cover the junket. I don't cover – really Netflix films that much. And so I kind of have to wait until like the week it comes out to try to get it. Uh, but I'm really curious. I don't know if you've seen that or if you've talked to people that have seen that. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've talked to the man himself, you know, and you know, it's, it's kind of hard to be like, Hey, you got a screener. I could, uh, you could sit over there, Zach. Uh, you know, but I actually would, I actually am glad that the first time I'm going to be able to see it is on the big screen. That's as awesome. To, you know, because sometimes, I mean, people like when, when you get screeners through like a certain app, quality is not always the best. Like sometimes it's not going to, you're not going to get the super quality, like super high def quality or for or whatever quality as you would say, you know, having put it, putting in a Blu-ray or something like that. Sometimes with the app, it's, you know, it can get a little pixely at some points and stuff like that. So that's the, the downside about a screener, but the fact that I'm going to be, you know, actually going to the movie theater to watch that movie, I'm pretty damn excited about. And hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's gotten their tickets for all that and stuff like that. Uh, I know some people say oh, they're hyped for F9 or for Fast 9. I'm like, eh. <laughs> that movie I'm looks fun. That movie looks like go out, like have some drinks and, yeah. and go watch F9. <laughs> like I, I would, if you have an Alamo draft house by you, yeah. I would probably go to an Alamo or like one of those AMCs that got like the bar in the, in the yeah. lobby. I have one of those by me. Yeah. I would go get like a big ass alcoholic milkshake and some like mozzarella <laughs> sticks. Yeah. Go with like your friends who like to be loud and silly in a movie theater and just let that crazy movie wash over you. Like that is the F9 experience I want. That's that's what it seems like it's going for because it's like, man, it's just gotten to the point where like, wait, this is a, are they superheroes now? They're all superhuman, right? Yeah. Like, Look what's going on. I mean, Vin Diesel's like going through walls and just diving off of shit and just being okay. I love it. 
But uh, anyways, I think we'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Eric, uh, this has been a pleasure. Hopefully uh, we'll do this again. Uh, hopefully I'll have you back. And uh, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out on your Friday to have a drink with me. Always a good time. And like I said, follow him. Uh, I think uh, you're go ahead and plug yourself. What's your Twitter and everything? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Eric. Uh uh, with a K you'll see it Eric Davis it's pretty easy yeah. and uh you know that's where I do most of my hanging out and and I kind of I you know anything yeah, you that I of, hear I share I put it on there you started uh diving into like the Twitter spaces kind of thing yeah I, I'm I, doing a lot of that now yeah, yeah I saw I, like every when I've opened up my app I see it on there and I seem like you know you're there with like Rotten Tomatoes and other stuff like that and I mean that's kind of something that's something fresh and new that's been like that just came out recently because I know there's Clubhouse there and is Clubhouse, yeah. Yeah, but then Twitter was like, "Well, we got our version. It's Spaces," and I'm, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting because it's essentially a live podcast, I guess you could say. But nobody, you know, it's it's interesting. It's weird. How have yeah, you been liking it? I've been loving it actually, yeah. and and I'm I'm talking to like studios, multiple studios right now about some really cool spaces that we can do coming up with like okay. filmmakers and yeah. and um and really cool stuff. So hoping that they all materialize but but yeah you know rotten tomatoes is also part of the fandango voodoo family uh so i work with all all of the folks at rotten tomatoes and so uh we've been having a good time kind of coming up with like different like discussions that we could have so we covered falcon and the winter soldier we did after show talks we're gonna do it for loki coming up in june nice. um and oscars one we just did one on star wars day uh with nerdist so we're just kind of playing around right now it's still in beta mode they haven't yeah. rolled it out all the way yet and i think once they roll it out all the way it's going to be really interesting and you know why i like twitter over clubhouse is because clubhouse i feel like a you have to build your audience from scratch yeah uh, and b it's very like insider industry uh focused it's not like fans and like i want to go where like the fans are and the audience is and people who want to like geek out on movies. Like I don't want to go sit in rooms with like a bunch of other people in my industry. Like I want to go sit in rooms and, and talk to like everybody that's going out to the movies this weekend. Yes. So uh, I've been enjoying it that, that way. Rotten Tomatoes. We're doing a lot of like debate and discussions and, and bringing some of our friends on. And then, um, and then I'm trying to put together some cool ones coming up uh, pegged to films that are coming out in theaters and at home, trying to get filmmakers, trying to get yeah. some, you know, some actor. I'm trying to get, trying to make some cool stuff happen. So awesome. keep an eye on my feed. Yes. And, and jump into one of my spaces if you see it. Uh, and you'll, you'll have a good time. No, no, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm very curious about it because I mean, you know, I do a lot of live streaming, but you know, sometimes it's just fun to just not have the camera on and let's just talk, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, when I'm like, oh, I got to set up everything and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, you know, there's been times where I've done a live stream where it's just audio only and it, it you know, it could be a lot of fun. It's just like, Hey, let's shoot the shit. Let's talk about these movies. Let's talk about this. And, uh, so yeah, I'll definitely be looking forward to, uh, seeing what you're doing with Twitter spaces. So, and you guys should too follow this man. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it, Eric, for uh, coming on. Hopefully we can do this again soon. And, uh, man, I mean, so many movies coming out. I mean, we are being <laughs> fed so well. It's great. It's absolutely Without fantastic. a doubt, man. And let me know when you see Quiet Place what you thought. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm going to hit you up because I that's what – it was my most <laughs> one of my most anticipated movies last year. No, no, it's one of my most anticipated movies of this year. So definitely, uh, definitely cannot wait for that. So, all right, Eric, I appreciate stuff, it, man. man. Take it Take easy. Take care. Thanks so much. All right. No Have problem, a good weekend. Man. See ya. All right. Cool. 
There's Eric Davis, man. Good guy, man. God, I just love it. I love it when you can feel, when you can feel the passion. The passion, guys. The passion. Like, you could feel my passion right now for the passion. I just love it when, you know, I talk to these people and they just, you see why, where they're at, why they're doing that. And I love the fact that he's doing this Twitter spaces type thing too. I don't know. Maybe it'll be something that I'll, uh, that I'll, uh, that I'll uh, eventually dive into as well when it comes to that, you know, because, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard being pretty all the time on camera, guys, you know, all the time. Sometimes I just want to, you know, have the messy hair and not shower for three days. No, it's okay. Sometimes it's two. Um, anyways. All right. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's always great. And, uh, awesome that Eric, uh, uh, okay. Sorry. I got a lot of messages. It t- tends to happen, you know, when, when I'm ignoring my phone for about an hour, but, uh, no, that was a great stream. And, uh, hopefully we'll talk to him soon. And, uh, and, uh, I, I will definitely, um, uh, send him over my review of quiet place part two. I'm glad that he praised the shit out of it because, um, you know, because I'm really, really looking forward to it because I love the first one so much. But uh, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this um, this stream up right here. Thank you again to Eric Davis for uh, joining me and talking some movies for a bit and getting his picking his brain a little bit on where everything's going, um, where everything is currently. I mean, he's the man to talk to. I mean, just such enthusiasm with with what everything that's going on. And yeah, you know, just like you know, with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett. I mean. Guys, I mean, sometimes these people are not going to say the things that we want. We, we want to hear like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, they're going to restore the Snyderverse. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. You know, I mean, it's just when it comes to right now, I like what he said. I like what Eric had to say about, hey, let's be patient. It's a long, It can be a long game. It can be a fucking long game. And I, I'm sure we'll uh, dive uh, deeper into it with the uh, the later show. Which uh, of course is about uh, what an hour? No, hour and forty-five. Yeah, hour and forty-five. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be full-on panel. No uh, special guests. Sadly, couldn't get. Um, apparently, it's a little more difficult to get uh, actors when they're part of <laughs> Netflix movies. It's all like a thing where it's like, oh, you had to re- you know, you got to register for this and this and this. Uh, I know me. I'm like Zach. Zach, can you just give me this person or that person? We'll see what happens. I mean, we still got another couple of weeks for Army of the Dead. So hopefully maybe I can nail down that. And then, of course, you know, get Zach back on here, too. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so make sure you uh, uh, make sure you join. Um, make sure you join the uh, the the stream that's uh, at eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time. It's I'm just going to be bringing in people, you know, um, hopefully, you know, the usual, of course, the usual guys, some of the usual guys uh, will show up. And, uh, you know, maybe some might show later or something like that. But I'm just going to be like, hey, who wants to talk about this? Because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to what's happening over there at Warner Brothers and what they're thinking. I should have got Eric's uh, input about the whole black Superman thing, though. I, uh, I was going to shoehorn that in there somewhere. But, you know, still got some uh, some uh, good stuff from him. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully I'll definitely be able to talk to him again sometime. Really good dude. So, all right, guys, go ahead and uh, hit that like thumbs up before you take off. Go ahead and uh, hit that notification bell if you want to join Film Junkie. Uh, you get behind the scenes. I probably will do a vlog in between. In between uh, is what I'm starting to do when it comes to being a member. I'm trying to give members like little uh, behind the scenes videos, little vlogs and everything. So look forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, 
Um, hit the Patreon if you want to do that, because Patreons, you know, I try to give the pa the patrons, you know, video questions and whatnot. We do a live stream once a month. And then, of course, there's merchandise down below, all that stuff, guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go get some uh, more alcohol because, like I said, this is there's nothing in this. I need more vodka. Maybe I'll get something else, too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm also going to get some food. I'm also going to get some food because I'm getting hungry here. So, all right, guys, I'll see you, uh, see you in about an hour and 45. Talk to you later.